Welcome to Just Think, the podcast. The podcast where we don't want to tell you what to think. We just want to encourage you to do it. We are three friends that came from across the political spectrum who were tired of partisan politics and were alarmed at what we saw happening in our country, including the growing political divide. But we found as we challenged ourselves to recognize our own biases, to put them aside, we were absolutely united in our pursuit for the truth. And that's why we started this podcast to share the conversations we were having around that pursuit and to invite you into our conversation. To encourage you to feel free to ask questions. Search for the answers yourself to say what you think. That's right, because as we like to say, diversity of thought, ideas, and beliefs are welcome here. Asshats are not. (laughs) (laughs) All are welcome as long as you just think. We're back with another episode. This is Holly and Amy and Kristen. And (laughs) today it's just us three to talk a little more about current events, things that are unfolding. And we kind of feel like there's a theme running through this show today. The topics that we're going to bring to the table to discuss all have to do with basically fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me. How do we recognize where we've been fooled, where we've been lied to, and moving forward, how do we not be as naive and as gullible to trust the institutions we've historically trusted? What do we do to hold them accountable? You know, what do we do to stop the freaking madness? Now, before we dive into these conversations, I just want to thank you all for listening, for sharing. You, our audience, are very much a part of every conversation we have. Many of you point us to the evidence and facts that we're looking for. You send us down plenty of rabbit holes to go and and chase. We thank you for being a part of the conversation. If you love this podcast, would you do us the favor of going giving us a five-star review? All that does, it simply validates who we are, what we're trying to do, which is simply facilitate honest conversation that is based on facts, not the way we feel about those facts. And if you would share the episodes with friends, we know so many of you already do. We thank you. I love the messages, especially the ones that say, I feel like I'm just sitting around having a conversation with some girlfriends. That's how we want this to feel. We are not experts really in anything. We're American citizens who have just taken the time not that we have it, to go and dig and find the truth and help you do the same thing. So you can think for yourself, make up your own minds about how you feel about everything that's unfolding. So where do y'all want to kick it off today? Where do we begin? We have like so many topics. (laughs) I don't know. I don't even know y'all. Go for it, Amy. Just spit something out. Amy, what's the most pressing? (laughs) Oh gosh. Okay. Well, I guess Let's see. <laughs> well, we just sent, you know what? We just sent you those clips on the border. We could start there. Let's, oh, let's start there because I do think we all, I don't know what we can do other than to contact our legislators, our congressmen and say, go do something. Um, because the Biden administration is getting ready to allow, um, oh my gosh, yes, I'm going to blank on the name. The, the thing that has been, what's, say it again, Kristen. She's talking about the Title 42. Title 42. Title 42. Thank you. They're getting ready to let the Title 42 expire, which will, it is believed, allow far more immigrants into the country illegally than has already happened. And by the way, if you haven't been paying attention, we've had more come across the border illegally since the Biden administration, since Biden took office than ever in the history of the United States. Is that right, girls? I think that's right. Yeah, yes. well, it's, we're, I think it's in these In clips. modern history anyway, right? In history, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, and along with that has become a sharp rise in fentanyl deaths. We all know fentanyl comes across the Southern border. It has been, um, uh, uh, certainly there's, we know historically more crime. We've, we've gone through the, this data before in other episodes. We're happy to link you to that, but we know what is it, one in four to one in five uh, criminals in our system right now are illegal immigrants, okay? Mm-hmm. And then here's something else you should know, and I just learned this this week. Did you know that when they come across and they run background checks, they're not running on an international system? They're running on the American system that would only indicate if they've ever committed a crime. Oh my gosh, I did not know that. In the United States. 
So if they could have chopped off the heads of 86 people in another <laughs> country, and we wouldn't know, we would not know. Come on in. The water's wow. nice over here in America. I mean, really, well, y'all. That's where we're crazy. At. One of the um, news sources we like to follow here at Just Think on Instagram <laughs> is All Sides Now because I love to see yes. the different headlines because they do like a left-rated, center-rated, right-rated headline. Um, so just let me just read you just the recap on the Title 42 in case you don't know what that is. So it just, their, their, their take, and they're going to be very non-biased. Um, officials are expecting the number of migrants coming to the U.S.-Mexico border to surge as fast-track deportations under Title 42 are scheduled to end on May 23rd. So the Department of Homeland Security and other Biden administration officials expect border crossing encounters to increase from around 7,000 per day to as many as 18,000 per day in the coming weeks. Hmm. Arrests at the borders have risen in recent weeks um, as global economic hardships intensify migration trends. The Title 42 policy allows for immediate deportation of unauthorized migrants with the stated goal of combating the spread of COVID-19. So I think this is something that Trump put into place during COVID, Title 42 saying like, it, you know, if, you, if you're unauthorized, you have to, you cannot stay here. We're in a pandemic, right? Yes, yeah. I okay. pulled it up, yeah. Um, and so that's, that's the thing. And so the Demo Democrats, Joe Biden, they are wanting to get away, uh, do away with Title, 14, Title 42 in May because I think their stance is it's not, humanitarian or America-like or whatever. It makes no sense. It makes no sense. Meanwhile, we're already in crisis at the border at this point. And we're just, it's, they, they know it's going to get worse, but, but they're still moving ahead with this. I, I don't. Well, it's, it's like in Biden. Name of, in the name of being nice or what? So it doesn't it remind you kind of of the whole Biden uh, administration saying they're going to tax oil companies because of their profits right now? Did you They're going to tax them more. Like, has anyone in the Biden administration ever taken an economics lesson? I would like to know, because I don't understand the whole concept of if so, if a house is on fire, let's just pour gasoline on it. I don't, I don't, that, that seems so backwards. We need water to put the fire out. And the, 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 the situation with gas is already bad. They're making economic decisions or proposing economic decisions, I think are atrocious. But then in the border crisis, we're having such a problem with containing what's happening down there simply because of administrative decisions. It's not because we can't, because Trump proved that we could, it's that we're not, we're choosing not to. And the question is why? Yes, Amy, like you said, I just find it hard to believe the Democrats just wanna be nice. I'm sorry, any more than I can believe that the Republicans just wanna be nice. I don't there's think you make, yeah. you don't, there's an agenda. They don't make decisions based on being nice. They're not nice. None of them. Well, nice. I think if you read, we'll put this link in our Google Doc, but there's a good um, explanation of Title 42. And it was actually, um, it, it was with the CDC and stuff to actually prevent it during COVID and everything for as a public health issue, like we said. But um, it said, what does it look like for the migrants? And it said, that as of this February, the American Immigration Council reported that nearly half a million individuals were expelled from entering the U.S. under Title 42. This puts families and children in a vulnerable situation. Many know about the horrors of Remain in Mexico policy, but Title 42 acts in the same manner, stripping away asylum seekers' right to due process. Very interesting, because when you hear some of the clips that we're saying, you know, this is what happens, though, is that they... It, it goes back to like the the feelings and and not really thinking about the broad scope and the big picture and what's really happening. Okay, yes, we of course we care about all these people. We don't want to put anybody else at, at risk. But this, you know, one point nine million people coming over here, that's putting us at risk. Right. Those people don't have the public health policies that we do. Have we? They're bringing beyond? in other. They're bringing in. Not only is it trafficking and drugs and and terrorists and whoever whoever the hell else is coming with the crime and everything, but there's other infections and diseases that are coming, y'all. We have no idea, and they're not even testing them for COVID. Okay. They're not making them get vaccinated, okay. but they're trying to give us like 10, 10 or fifteen booster shots. So okay. you know, it really makes no effing sense. Well, not to mention. We have what, like millions and millions and millions of new people all at one time in the country. And like, have we thought past that? Like, right. where do they go? Where do they live? Where do they get money? How do we incorporate them into our schools? What if they have to go to the, you know, the medical system? Like, 
there are so many things like, you know, we want to be the, the beacon of hope and light and be the freedom, you know, the country of the melting pot. Like, and that's what we are. And we, all of us are immigrants, you know, all of us here from somewhere at some time. However, that doesn't mean that we suspend all rationality and logic in the name of, I mean, it's like cart before the horse, like bringing all these people in, they have nowhere to go. And, and where is this all going to fall? How is this all going to shake out? Are you thinking past that? Like there's an agenda here. And where do you draw the line there? That's why we have, it's like boundaries. It's like boundaries in your life and it's boundaries here. Once you start crossing over those boundaries, it gets really gray. It gets grayer and grayer and grayer. And unfortunately, and fortunately, we have to do that for security and sanity and health and safety and and everything and sovereignty and and freedom, truly. So I really want y'all to hear what Tom Homan said. um, This is a really good episode with Charlie Kirk, um, an interview. And you may have heard Tom Homan. He was a former ICE director. Um, So I just want y'all to hear some of the things that he said, and um, and this is just a little piece, like it was really good. It was the last half of this episode, so. A secure border in my 35-year career, in my lifetime, and the data clearly shows that. President Trump had illegal immigration down at a 35, 40-year low, depending on what month you look at, it, it was down 83%. So that's what Joe Biden inherited, the most secure border we've ever had, and within months, he signed over 70 executive orders, basically abolishing everything that we did under the Trump administration. And now we went from the most secure border in this nation's history to an historic immigration crisis last year. 1.7, they claim, is actually 1.9. So 1.9 illegal immigrants crossed our border last year under President Biden. I mean, so that was, if y'all didn't hear it, that, so that in his 35 to 40 year career, it had been at the lowest in 35 to 40 years, down 83%, down 83%. All right, so keep going. What Joe Biden has done is created human humanitarian crisis. So he said, Trump policies are inhumane. You know, I've been calling Nazi and all, all kinds of things because we secured the border. Let me, let me make something clear on Joe Biden. More migrants have died on U.S. soil during the first year of Biden than any time in history. Also, we got over 100, 107,000 uh, overdose deaths, and most of it's on fentanyl. DEA says 95% of that fentanyl comes across the southwest border. Because There you go. More have died from opening the borders. It's not safer for them, y'all. It is not safer. It is a treacherous path. There is trafficking out the yin-yang, and I'm not talking about just drug. This is sex trafficking, y'all, and it is scary, and it's hard to even think about and understand, but it is, it's it's sad that traffickers are paid by, with sex, all right? And these are children, women, men, all of them. And, and it's interesting that the mainstream media doesn't cover that really at all. There so is so... There is so much evidence that this is happening, you guys. We can point you to it, but it's, I mean, you know, I, I don't know how it became that 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 sex trafficking became a Republican issue. It feels like that's what happened over 20 years. Like a conspiracy theory. Yeah, and a conspiracy theory when, you know, when we've talked about this, but I remember it was um, Ashton Kutcher who really brought my attention to it. I, I remember thinking, what, this is a this is happening in modern day America. I thought that was something that's happened in Asian countries, you know, where we knew, uh, you know, some of those child sex slaves, some of that stuff was happening. No, it's been happening here. And, and suddenly, because, you know, a extremist groups started promoting the fact that, you know, trying to draw attention to it, then it suddenly is completely discredited. No, it's mm-hmm. happening. And the, and the border crisis is exasperating. Not exasperating, sorry, that's the wrong word. <laughs> exacerbating, exacerbating the crisis. Lord knows I need a nap today. Okay, um, check this out. Wasn't there a third video here, Kristen? We yes. Were, okay. But when illegal immigration found 83%, how many women aren't being raped? How many billions of dollars are the cartels not making? How many pounds of fentanyl aren't getting into countries to kill our young children? How many children aren't dying crossing the river in the desert? President Trump saved lives when he secured the border. So I just, y'all just, when you hear all the other side, because that's all you hear on mainstream media, and when you hear people just saying how awful it is and And how awful it was to close the wall, it's all 
emotion based. Yeah. I mean, there's, I, I don't know. So we, we just wanted y'all to hear that. Just yeah, really, so you were going to say something. Did there, you have something pulled up? Well, no, Holly, when you said it's interesting that nobody's covering that in the media. Well, all sides, again, on Instagram, it was funny. One of their posts they put out weekending April 3rd, um, the top 20 stories in partisan media. So I don't know exactly what these percentages are, but just so y'all know, like the Will Smith, Chris Rock story was about 50-50 um, in left-leaning um, media outlets and right-leaning. Um, do you want to know what left-leaning outlets are focusing on the at the most by far? January 6th. Oh my gosh! Trump, like they always do. Trump and January 6th. And I would say by far, you know, according to this, um, right-rated uh, outlets are focusing on Hunter Biden laptop. The laptop, than, uh, the, the border, way more on the border than left. Disney, oh, way Disney. more than left. Mm. Um, and yeah, those two stories, uh, the, the border, Hunter Biden, and the transgender that don't say gay, that's all being covered way more on the right than it is on the left. Like it's barely being covered on the left. So, and, that, and so that's why it's like, I don't remember, and I, I wish I could, because I don't want to misquote this. But in the last month, I remember seeing a poll and they asked both Democrats and Republicans, did you know about the Hunter Biden laptop? And over 50% of registered Democrats did not know about- I was in coffee and COVID. Coffee and COVID, you talked about, yep. I was like- If you are not getting his emails, please do. This is according to this chart. If I'm just if I'm just kind of like approximating by looking at these color graphs, it's about ninety percent, ten percent. So like ninety percent coverage on the right and ten on the left. I would say yeah, for the Hunter Biden laptop for the laptop story alone. So they're still not covering the laptop story. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's play. Should we play this video? Should we play this video, Mm. Amy? The one that you sent. Okay. Yeah. So we're talking about um, you know our theme is like you got played. We all got played. Let's stop getting played. Um, we have lots of examples of how they played us because, you know, they, they did cover the laptop story, but the way that they did it is they quickly went into dismissal mode when it came out because originally, you know, we've said this before, the New York Post broke the story and they were taken off of Twitter, like completely taken off Twitter, the New York Post, okay, <laughs> just completely shut down. And the media went into blast mode on that this, all this was, was um, Russian disinformation. And here's just a little snippet of what was being blasted on the mainstream media. Email. A really fishy story. The Post claimed that the emails were found on a laptop computer that was brought to a repair shop in Delaware in the spring of 2019. The FBI is now investigating whether those alleged Hunter Biden emails are actually connected to a larger foreign intelligence operation. They may be related to a foreign intelligence operation. Foreign intelligence operation. Foreign intelligence. Foreign intelligence. Foreign intelligence operation. For all we know, these emails are made up. The information found on the laptop may be part of a Russian disinformation campaign. Part of a Russian uh, disinformation uh, effort. Described by many intelligence experts as having hallmarks. All the hallmark, hallmarks, rather. All the hallmarks of a Russian. Or Russian. Russian disinformation. Russian disinformation. Disinformation campaign. This is a classic example of the right-wing media machine. Right-wing media machine. Classic example. The hypocrisy is has, they have no, they have no shame in their own hypocrisy. And I sometimes go, are you stupid? Do you really believe, I mean, I'm serious. Like, I'm not even trying to be funny. Do you really believe what's coming out of your mouth? Or are you on some kind of nefarious mission to like accomplish some left-wing goal? I don't understand how they aren't apologizing profusely for the, for, for dismissing the lab leak theory. We could have played a whole thing over how the lab leak was us being racist toward Chinese people. I mean, really that to me, it was far more, I think it was, it was certainly did not shed a good light when they claimed someone had eaten a bat at a market. To (laughs) me, that sounds worse than actually the fact that the United States and China shared a lab where something got leaked out, whether intentionally or not, we don't know. We may never know. But the fact that it leaked out at that lab, if you were to mention that, you were you were banned, you were criticized, you were ostracized. I mean, it's unreal the game that they're playing. And you guys, they're still we can't playing. Let them keep playing it. We can't we let them keep stop. playing it. The thing is, it's like they are now mentioning this laptop. Um, 
in the 10% that they're talking about it, you know, they, they are talking about it and they're saying that it is actually real. There's no apologies, of course. But you know, it's because it was accidentally noted in another case. Right. It was like, it was a, like lawsuit. a court case. It was a court case. Right. And they were asking about something else. So then it was admi admitted. They admitted it. They talked about this on Dell uh, on the high wire, um, Dell Big Tree and the Jackson Report. So we'll refer to that because they really went through all of that. They're really good investigative journalists that actually share the truth and they actually put things out here be well before you ever hear it anywhere else. Oh. But I'm just tired of them still doing this. Like I'm tired of them. Like, oh, did you hear all that? That is that was an example of so many media outlets. That was not just one. It was so many. And they're just rolling with something. They don't even know if it's true or not, but they're parroting it mm -hmm. over and Mockingbird over media. and over and over. And that's what gets into people's minds. And that's why they start believing the things they believe. And if you don't think that you're being brainwashed by the media. Oh, honey. Listen, and, 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 and on both sides too. I mean, I... I would tell Fox News watchers that you gotta you gotta have the same skepticism watching them because there's even evidence that they and I again I need to be able to cite the source before mm -hmm. I um, so I'm gonna just I'm gonna submit this as hearsay right now mm -hmm. but there's a great there is a great podcast with Barry Weiss former New York Times. Um, editorial uh, writer, and uh, she was with the Wall Street Journal and New York Times. Anyway, she wrote a famous email, resignation from the New York Times. She's a Jewish lesbian, y'all, not a far right, you know, extremist by any stretch. And she does an interview and it's called, uh, it's with David Sachs. David Sachs helped start PayPal with um, Elon Musk. Okay. He's one of the original people with PayPal. He is a tech investor. And the whole name of the art of the uh, podcast that I'll point you to is how big tech is strangling your freedom. You Ooh. guys, y'all want to hear go, that. Oh, they go through and they point, they play the, they play what was said. Now what we know, what was said now, Ooh. what we know. And I'm telling you, if you don't believe, I, like I can remember friends of mine saying, Oh, the media is not biased. Like in recent years, it's it's indisputable now, okay? But Fox News, he says there was an incident where Fox News said, we can't put out this information because we are, all, we are, we are represented by Pfizer. Like Pfizer pays, helps pay the bills here. So we cannot put out, we cannot report on this. Shocking, shocking, shocking. Follow shocking. the money. Well, I, I remember watching Fox News some, and again, we, we try to watch everything because we just try to be as fair as possible. And I can remember watching it one time going, they are so pro-vaccine, like on the uh, mid-morning shows. Yeah. And all the commercials during it are. Oh my God. Well, just look, look who owns them. Like just watch the commercials and you know who owns them. Holly, I sent you another um, example of the Mockingbird Media, just so y'all can hear once again, how they do this. This is another um, breaking story that admittedly none of us really have, you know, been able to dive into all the way, but apparently the January 6th committee, you know, they're still in full force trying to figure mm. something out about that. Okay. And one of the things I guess that was this big, big deal was there was like a gap in phone calls. Like as this day was unfolding, you know, there was like a seven hour gap in phone records for, with, Trump. with Trump or something. And so they made this huge deal out of that. And that's now been uh, debunked as it was just a big hoax. I don't know all the details around it, but apparently we'll dive into that. But um, that has another, another thing that they did to make, you know, play on emotions, make people hate him and all this stuff. And that's also something else that is now not true, but I want you to hear what they do again. On January 6th, that is the time gap in former President Trump's call logs from the day of the U.S. Capitol attack. A gap in the official records during the assault. Something is missing. This is a, an incredible gap. It's just extraordinary. Who was he talking to? What was he doing? There was a seven-hour, 37-minute gap in the log. That gap was seven hours and 37 minutes. Seven hour. 
and 37 minute gap. Seven hour and 37 minute gap. A seven hour, 37 minute gap. Seven hours and 37 minutes, including the period when the Capitol was being violently assaulted. Nearly eight hour gap. Nearly eight hour gap. Nearly eight hour gap. Nearly eight hours. Do they indicate a likely cover up? It certainly indicates something nefarious. There seems to be a poorly executed cover up going on here. This gap raises big questions about what the president was doing at the I mean, let me just tell you who all that was. That was CBS, CNN, ABC, MSNBC. Uh, it was the Washington Post, Late Show, Stephen Colbert, who's a joke at this point now. I'm serious. When oh. um, when we had, uh, what's his name, go on his show? Why am I so bad with names? My gosh, I need to start checking something for that. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, the, guy, uh, the guy that... Um, I know what you're talking about, but I'm trying. And he went on Stephen Colbert and they talked about the lab leak theory. Yep. Yes. And yes. And I'm trying. I, I'm forgetting. Oh, I can picture it. I can it, picture it. Is it like him. a comedian? Yes. Yes. Remember, and he goes, the, like, he's like, want to know where the, want to know where the virus came from? John the novel. Stewart. Co- John Stewart. John Stewart. Yeah. John yes, Stewart. Yeah. yeah. He was like, where do you think it came from? I don't know. Maybe we should ask the novel coronavirus lab in Wuhan, China, you know? So, but but that was so awkward because you could see Stephen Colbert so, it, it looks like he's so sold out to the idea that's, that's still disinformation or he's so terrified of his sponsors that he's going to lose his show over it. And John Stewart's like, who are we kidding? By the way, John Stewart, you know, an admitted left-leaning, um, you know, comedian. And he's like, come on. Come on. Do you see how they like hose people with this information? They spray it on us like, you know, yep. like a chemicals all day long without really knowing the truth. They don't. They don't know the truth. They decide what's the best way to present this information that will further our agenda or the agenda of those who own us. That's literally what it is now. It's take this information. How does this support? I'll give you an example. So two weeks ago or a week ago, there it came out, Yahoo News said, ivermectin disproven to be effective in treating COVID. And I immediately sent it to Amy and Kristen and said, all right, girls, we got to dig into this because we know of about 60 plus studies that prove differently, but maybe this is a more conclusive study. We need to, we need to open our eyes to the fact that, you know. I maybe, still didn't think it was a more conclusive well, study. <laughs> right. But we <laughs> have to ask ourselves that because why? Well, we are very strong believers that ivermectin is, a, is an effective early treatment, you know, certainly um, with, along with a protocol that has proven time and time again to be highly effective in, by doctors who are using it. But we have to then go back and ask ourselves, what are we missing here? So we mm-hmm. start doing a deep, deep dive on this. We still haven't finished it, but there is, we have poked so many holes already, or other people have too, into the whole study in the dosage, um, in the in the, who they were treating, they were already treating very sick people in this study, right? There were people who had these comorbidities, they were older. And so a person like me was not a part of that study or part like a person like Amy and Kristen, an otherwise healthy middle-aged person was not included. Well, that's a problem, right? So I, I don't wanna go all into that now because I don't have my notes in front of me, but the point is to say, we all had to ask ourselves, well, here's what we've believed, are we wrong? Right. not see that happening Still at ABC, CBS, CNN, MSNBC, NBC. Like you don't see. When are you guys just gonna go? Yeah, we got it wrong. Where's right. the apologies? Well, like you said, Holly, they're just gonna say whatever it is to further their agenda and their mm-hmm. narrative. And they actually admitted that um, on MSNBC. I want y'all to hear this. They're basically telling you the strategy to continue to plague you. Okay. Yeah. They're saying it out loud. Nationalize the elections and made it about fear of Trump. Let's take Donald Trump, take that 1-6 committee, the threat he poses to democracy, make him still the face of the Republican Party. I'm not endorsing the strategy. I'm saying this is what a lot of people are talking about doing. Make him the face of the Republican Party. Talk about Marjorie Taylor Greene, Lauren Boebert, Madison Cawthorn. Say this party is crazy town. It's Trumpist. Trump is a threat to our democracy. Make try to make Democratic base voters scared again. It's the it's they, they they can't motivate them on the basis of hope or their pocketbooks or any of these accomplishments. They have to scare the crap out of them and get them to come out. And then maybe and I this is a, a dark thought. The other thing that people look at as a as a variable is oh sorry. And then they talked about 
um, threatening, I guess, abolishing Roe v. Wade, and that would get people mm -hmm. out to the polls or whatever. But basically, they're saying, yep, they're going to start putting, shining the spotlight back on Trump and saying, oh, you guys, you better get to the polls because here he comes and his party is crazy. And um, because they cannot, they can't do it if they focus on hope or their own policies or anything. They're just trying to scare the crap. Remember out of fear. 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 Fear Do not get played again. Yes. That's right. Don't. Yeah, I don't. Just here's the other thing. Here's the other thing that they do. They will call you a white nationalist. They'll call you a racist. If you disagree with the platform in any way, if you go against what the left seems to want to see happening in this country, you are now a bigot, a racist, you know, a white supremacist. It's unreal to me that they get away with slinging that shit around. And yes, I'm going to say shit. They <laughs> sling that around. It's offensive to someone like me, first of all, a former registered Republican, now, now independent, not affiliated but it's mm. offensive to me because I do have more conservative values. And I know in my heart that I'm not a white supremacist and every single person of color that calls me a friend will testify to that. It pisses me off that you try to silence me by making me be afraid. That's, that's what they try. Make me afraid that I'm going to be called a bigot or get canceled. And part of the way that I'm actually personally pushing back on that is this podcast where I'm like, I'm going to have these hard conversations about things like transgender and racial equality and equity and CRT. I'm going to have those conversations because I've been made to feel like I can't have them because the one right. time I went on my social media page and said, I'd like my country back where we had free speech. Someone told me that my white my white privilege was showing. Right. Mm -hmm. I think well, I can't remember that girl's name because it made me so angry that that is how they get you to shut up. Mm -hmm. And, and I think I'm done. I'm done. We've seen it with, with the that made us talk more. Right. Yep. <laughs> well, I think I think all of us have seen that with um, the past two years with the all the Black Lives Matter. Um, if you questioned the organization at all or thought like this is this doesn't seem exactly right. Like what exactly are you doing for black lives? Do you really, you know, then you were immediately a right-wing white supremacist. You're a racist, all this stuff. Well, come to find out guys, we're now finding out that black lives matter mm -hmm. made like $90 million. Okay. We have no idea where the money went other they than the fact that they have spent 9 million of it on luxury homes. And are nine million dollars. One of the homes was six million. They've not paid their taxes, I believe, since 2019, right? So they're already in trouble for that. They can't even track down who's in charge anymore. And they said Black Lives Matter. All they do is exploit a cause okay. that shame on them. Shame, shame. on them. And the thing that was and shame on us for falling for it. And please don't yes. fall for it again. No, 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 right? no, no, no. I no. want y'all to hear um, Christian Walker too. He is a black gay man and i think he sums it up perfectly and hilarious and hilarious but <laughs> sums it up perfectly about this blm thing black lives matter bought a six million dollar home in southern california one of the co-founders of blm has a real estate portfolio worth over three million dollars right before the story was about to break that they bought a six million dollar home in socal instead of helping minority communities out Emails circulated within the organization trying to figure out a way to make sure the story did not break. So let's go over what BLM has done for the country. Rioted and burned down low-income minority communities instead of helping them, driving stores and driving jobs out of low-income minority communities. Shamed people for being capitalists, even though they're more capitalistic than anybody else, buying million-dollar homes and not helping anybody with the money that they fundraise, and broken up friendships and caused endless division within our country what have they done nothing but divisiveness and nastiness and not a damn thing for the black community that i've seen no. let me know if i'm wrong yeah, have they been I'd love to see it. have they have they helped fund uh black owned businesses in our cities have they had any community uh you know, community buildings built for, for kids or, or homeless, anything, anything, anything? What have they done since the what election? What have they done? They disappeared. It's quite obviously all for politics. They played well, on emotions. They played on your emotions. Well, what bothers me about this too 
it's all playing into the stereotypes that black people are trying to eradicate in this country, right? The, the sense of irresponsibility, violence, it's just like with the Will Smith and the Chris Rock thing at the Oscars. You know, unfortunately, the act of violence that happens at the, at the Oscars is between two black men. What does that do? It perpetuates a stereotype that is that we want to do away with in this country, right? And so, and, and again, I'm going to talk about it because I feel like as a white woman, I'm not allowed to talk about it. So I'm going to talk about it because I should be allowed to say, breaks my heart. It breaks my heart because I know the plight of, of people of color in this country it, historically, right? And what, I mean, Martin Luther King Jr. being one of my favorite historical figures for what he stood for and, and what he said, right? And, and what his dream was for this country breaks my heart that these kinds of things happen and, and they can really just give fuel to the fire of true racists and, and, and true bigots, right? Right. They, you were so irresponsible with a cause and you were so like it, and the thing that just, they, they were above reproach. We couldn't criticize. We couldn't ask questions. God forbid, because we aren't black. We couldn't ask. That doesn't seem right. Why are you encouraging burning down cities, especially in these communities? Like you're attacking many times the communities of black store owners. Mm -hmm. It's just insane. It's, it's like, we just live in Crazyville. We do. They we live in exploited, They exploited yeah. black yeah black people and and you know and the deaths that happen and everything it was all just exploited for yep elections and money yeah Political, i mean and, and, politics and the all other thing is if you're gonna pick a guy to to have a cause around pick that kid in georgia who was running and shot in the right. back by the white men that's a real cause i want to get behind okay right. because whether or not that shooting was racially motivated, I don't know what evidence there was, but these white men shot a black boy in the back who was running, okay? That bothered me the moment I heard it. That's a cause, now the, the case has closed. They were convicted as I think they should have been. But you have the George Floyd situation. George Floyd was not an upstanding member of, of the community. No, he held a pregnant woman up at gunpoint and put a gun to her belly. Okay, that's part of his rap sheet. Just, just- do y'all know that? You probably don't. No, they probably don't. Nobody's probably talking. Don't. No, because we can't, because we're white, right? We're not supposed to talk about it because then it makes us racist. I don't care what color you are. If you hold a gun up to a pregnant woman and then right. later on you're killed by a police officer, right? Well, the police officer's still wrong, but well, you're, you're also dying of fentanyl. Right. And that's the other thing right. that we can't mm -hmm. even talk about. But he had fentanyl right. in the system and that he was saying he couldn't breathe before he was while he was alone in his car right those are points of fact that you know, if you go back and look at the video I, I really felt like the police officers were very calm and were very good with him when he kept saying he couldn't get in he kept saying he was anxious and couldn't breathe he got out I do not agree with that officer staying yep. On him, absolutely. that absolutely that yeah. is never ever 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 okay. So please don't ever think that we are yeah. sitting here thinking that this is a cool situation. It is not, but I don't think that that situation warrants him being held up to such an esteem as a martyr right. for our country. And you know, I, I just I, I just don't. I and mean, and that's my opinion. To burn and, to the ground over here. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and all, and all it's doing is just causing more divide, y'all. We just have to we just have to remember that. I do want to point this out. We, um, one of y'all sent this to us on our little text thread today. That's like constantly blowing up, y'all. Just so you know, um, <laughs> where it's Malcolm X said it best: "The media's the most powerful entity on earth. They have the power to make the innocent guilty and to make the guilty innocent, and that's power because they control the minds of the masses." The press is so powerful in its image-making role, it can make the criminal look like he's a, vic he's a victim and, the vi and make the victim look like he's the criminal. I mean, can't that say was that. Malcolm X. That was Malcolm X. That was a long time ago. And yeah, he got it right. Yep. I'm but it was Ahmaud Aubrey is whose name I was trying to think of y'all. That's, that's the that's kid it. that I'm like, that's who, you know, I, I feel like you, you, you create a movement around. Are those, are those incidences where you right. know someone 
it was in, it was unjust, right? It was horrible. What happened? So can I also point out, and I'm not trying to be like insensitive. Yeah. There's unjust things that happen all every day. day. You know how many kids covered. have been um, killed by in drive-by shootings in Chicago this year? Oh, I don't no. know the exact number, but so many. Yeah, but we, but we so don't know many. because the media doesn't report them. They don't tell us. They don't tell you that. But like, it's un, it's just as unjust yeah. for a seven-year-old little black girl to be playing on a playground and a twenty-year-old black male drive by and try to shoot and hit yes, her. Girl. That's unjust, just like Ahmaud Arbery. Yep. It was unjustly shot by a white man. Yep. And that's why we have the justice system, which right. is scary, scarily not just justice. Anymore. Well, yeah. it's just, <laughs> and it gets politicized. That's what happens when you when you now start looking at everything through the lens of color. Okay, that's a that's a bad idea or gender or anything else. It's it's either either a crime happened or a crime didn't happen. Period. End of story. And I, I keep thinking of the girl, the the white twenty uh, something year old in Los Angeles where the crazy black homeless man came in and stabbed her to death. death. You know, where's the movement <laughs> for yeah. that? You know, and again, it, it, our point, I think it's just- and to say, I don't think a lot of these, I, I truly don't think it's because of color or race. It's no. just, the person is either evil or crazy yeah. that, or they have an agenda or they legitimately, when I say crazy, I mean like legitimately, there are definitely psychological disorders that can make people do this or drugs or whatever that just make you come out of your normal, you know, mind. So I, I just, you know, we have to come, go ahead. Well, no, I was just going to say, it's just proof that the media, the media makes you care about what they want you to care about. Okay. Yes. It made you care about that girl that got stabbed in the furniture store. They could have. Yep. Just they like they made you care about, you know, George Floyd, they could have made you care about the seven-year-old little girl that got shot on the playground in, in Chicago, but they didn't. Yep. They're yep. only, they're, it's a, it's a manufactured, trust well, me. Well, and let's, 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 keep, let's talk about the freaking, uh, what were we going to say, Holly? Because there's, Jacob oh. Blake was the other name that they wanted to make a movement out of, but again, a criminal who uh, was pulling a knife on or pulling a weapon on the mm -hmm. cops at the time he was pulled over and he had just, I believe raped or molested uh, underage girl, right? Yes. So again, that's not who you make a movement out of. But anyway, I digress. To your point is injustice happens all the time. We need to stop making it about color, gender, anything. Right is right, wrong is wrong, the end. Okay. Well, speaking about, well, we're not at the end yet because we still <laughs> need to talk about, when we talk about gender, we yes. can bring that up because yes. I know we talked about this on our last episode, but seriously, they are still making, they're blowing this, in my opinion, way out of proportion, talking about the don't say gay. Y'all, please go look it up. It's the parental yes. rights bill. It does not say that. It's talking about the, what they're blowing it out of proportion of is the K through third, kindergarten through third grade. And if you look at a picture, once again, in Coffee and COVID, um, it is amazing. He had, I mean, just his blogs are amazing, but he has a picture of a book in a public school library a, a school, like elementary, is it elementary? It could be middle or high school. Yeah. I don't know, but it's a public school library with kids, not college. And it's like a comic book teaching them how to give oral sex. Oh yes, probably. Okay, these are things y'all, most parents don't even talk to their kids uh, about- It's awkward to do about a parent. About sex even like later, you know, like- yes. <laughs> It is crazy. It's just crazy that they're blowing this so much out of proportion, but tell them what the New York. Um, yeah. So we're still like, okay. I keep saying like this bill is seven pages. You can easily read it, but yet still I see people saying gay, 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 gay. We're going to say gay all day long, like fighting back against this bill. I'm like, do you understand it has nothing to do with that? Well, apparently the New York mayor is, is on that side as well, which I'm baffled that this is what he's doing, but he is, um, this is Eric Adams. He's launching an ad campaign against Florida. Um, so he is basically urging residents of Florida to move to New York City um, over this bill by, by buying, actually purchasing digital billboards in five Florida markets. And the billboards are going to say like, gay, we accept you, come to New York, you know, all this stuff. And he says, um, we have a message for Florida's LGBTQ plus community. Come to a city where you can be you. Join us now at City Hall. Um, this is the city of Stonewall. This is the city where we are proud to talk about how you can live in a comfortable setting and not be harassed, not be abused, not only as adults, but also as young people. I don't I mean, understand. 
harassed. What does this, okay. First of all, it, by the way, this bill has nothing to do with you being gay, your freedom to be gay, your freedom to live as a gay person. It literally says, teachers, administrators, you cannot talk to children about sexuality under the age of eight. Eight. <laughs> eight. Good God. I, I just, there, was a there was a teacher that was interviewed on some somewhere oh, I had listened to so much I can't remember but the teacher was saying I feel like they don't trust us um no we don't well let me answer that. I can't talk to my kid my kids about I think it was on Charlie Kirk oh, yeah. uh, I can't talk to my kids about what I did on the weekend with my you know spouse or significant other or whatever and I'm like Nobody's saying that you can't do that, but how many kindergartners and kindergarten teachers are talking about what they did that weekend with their husband my teacher, or wife? I didn't even know that they lived outside the school. Right. Do y'all remember <laughs> when you, were living, like, you saw your teacher at the grocery store and you're like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> you're like, wait, you're a real person? Yeah. yeah but <laughs> you shop for groceries? Like they don't share or they didn't back oh. in the day when things were normal. They're not talking to you about their love life and what they're doing on the weekends. And I didn't know if they were married. I didn't know if they were married. I didn't know if they had children. Probably not until high school did I know any of my, my oh. teachers had children. Right. That is the they didn't talk about their personal lives. Yeah. They really didn't. I mean, and, yeah. and Bill isn't saying that you can't talk about your personal life, but you don't need to be talking about sex. No. And you don't, I mean, like, I, well, I think that's just like, it, that's, it's just blowing, blowing, blowing my mind. And the fact that like, different mayors and governors and even celebrities or whatever have gotten on and started saying this. I'm like, you obviously, they know y'all, they know that you are not going to go read it. They know that you're not going to go look at it. They know that they can control you just by emotions. making, just by emotions They're and propaganda and the mockingbird media. Yep. And so Holly, I sent you, um, there, so there was like a street interview, you know, like yes, somebody came so out and said, so good. I sent this, this is a, um, a black woman. Somebody stopped and asked her about this bill. And basically what she said is how we feel and we want y'all to hear it. Do you, you got it, Holly? Yeah. I got it right here. Yeah. I don't think that's right and it should be banned. Nobody should be talking to anybody's child about sexuality except their parents. Well, we have come across people today that are saying absolutely teach them K through th third grade about transgenderism, transge transitioning because it's inclusive, they said. What do you think? No, because I think when you're a child, you're already inclusive. You don't know. Little boys will hug little boys. Little girls will hug little girls. You can mold a child to anything. You can mold a child to be racist. You can mold a child to be um, sexually inclusive to others. You can, a child can be molded because that's their mindset. They're, they're young. Just let them grow. There would not have been, I wish somebody would have come to my child in the second grade, kindergarten, whatever, and trying to teach them about sexuality. Oh, no, you don't. Not oh, no, you don't. Because now you're bridging the gap of parental rights. You're a teacher. Teach my child. Teach my child school. The problem is, is that the left, the left seems to think the left and, and, and I would probably say a lot of the unions for the educator seems to think they own our children. I can remember you guys uh, feeling like the school became more and more thinking it owned me as a kid because I remember things like, do you remember when they were like, well, the parents can't come into the school and I get they have safety issues, but then there were things like, you know, parents can't come into the school. They have to do X, Y, and Z. And I started to think, wait, that's my mom. If my mom wants to come get me out of my classroom because she needs to get me, why shouldn't she be able to come get me out of my classroom? Yeah, she should check in or whatnot, but why can't she get me? I'm hers. It's this progressive belief that the state owns the children. And we've seen that. We've heard them actually say that, that they think they know better. And I know there's always going to be incidences where children perhaps don't have parents. They don't have good parents. So they're not having these conversations at home that perhaps children with parents are getting. Again, you cannot enact legislation for the small percent, you know, a smaller percentage of people to try to fill in gaps that that's not your role. To, it's not your role to fill in the gaps for those children. It's not, it is not. And, and I have seen too many activist teachers who, if you can't, proselytize as a Christian Jew or Muslim in school as a teacher, you can't teach those kids about your faith. You should not be able to talk to them about sexuality either. That is, that is, there are certain things that are just off 
that are just that, that's off limits you know and again we well, had we sexual what's that we, we had to sign something for in permission the fifth grade. in the fifth grade fifth grade fifth grade, mm -hmm. fifth grade. I, mean, yeah. I just don't wonder I, I really I really I really I, it's just blowing my mind that this is even going on I really do think that it's a small percentage of people that are really this enraged over it but the media makes it seem like everybody is a Facebook friend of but, mine a high school Facebook friend of mine is just just posted a couple days ago like gay I'm going to Florida and I'm just gonna shout gay to everyone and I just want to be like terrors by the way I'm talking about people I love in Florida and there are many and I can tell you not one of them cares if you say gay not one they don't care oh, if you they don't care what you do in the privacy of your home it's Florida it's Florida. It really makes don't me care. question your intelligence. It really makes me question Gosh, your intelligence. Unreal. It's unreal. And again, it's to paint. It goes right back to what Amy pointed out earlier, which is they want you to be afraid. They want you to be afraid of Republicans. They want you to be afraid of freedom. They want you to be afraid of laws that are designed to protect children. They want you to be afraid. They just, so they can control you. Because if you're yeah. afraid, you give up your rights for someone to protect you. And that's right. all they want. They want control over you. I'll see how many times they say threat to your democracy over the next uh, oh, yeah. six to nine months, whatever that means. Yeah, they also want you to forget. They want yeah. you to forget. They they slowly like drip it in, like, and they slowly, they either fade it away or they change definitions yeah. or they start ignoring things they did before. Cause I do want to bring this up. Cause can y'all believe we haven't talked about COVID till now? But I, but I have to bring this up because this is once again, media, um, you know, they were suppressing that they were like blocking the hashtag natural immunity. And Dr. Fauci was even asked on, uh, was it one of the mainstream medias or, you know, sites, um, saying, well, what do you think about natural immunity? And he's like, you know, we don't know. Well, somehow this video has resurfaced. Um, and this was a long time ago because you could tell he was like, what, 30 years younger, maybe? He had dark hair. Dark hair. And um, so, Holly, you've got that one, right? Um, yeah. yeah. Now, this was regarding the flu. Okay. We know COVID and the flu are not the same. But natural immunity is the same regardless of what infection you are talking about. Okay. All right here it is. Flu for 14 days. Should she get a flu shot? Well, no. If she got the flu for 14 days, she's as protected as anybody can be. Because the best vaccination is to get infected yourself. And so she, she if, not she get it? if she really has the flu, if she really has the flu, she definitely doesn't need a flu vaccine. If she really has the flu, she right. should not get it again. No, she doesn't need it because the, it, it's the be, it's the most potent vaccination is getting infected yourself. <laughs> wow wow yeah he said that he so, said that and y'all can't see what holly's holding up but it is an excellent excellent book i definitely have not even gotten a portion of the way i mean i have gotten a tiny portion ready because it's so much information so much the real anthony fauci i just wanted Kristen to see i finally got it robert f kennedy jr because so many people have told me to read it do y'all know it is like the number one bestseller with zero reviews on Amazon. What? Zero. Are they blocking? They're blocking they their have You can't review it. You can't review it. And it's, no one will mention no. that it's the number one bestseller. Nobody will mention it. This is again, censorship. And I think that's what's discussed in the Barry Weiss interview. They talk about it. This, like, this book is, you know, bestseller. It's not lauded. It's not applauded. It's not reviewed. Nothing, y'all. Nothing. But someone told me that if you just literally read like the last chapter, it's the most eye-opening, jaw-dropping thing you've ever read. And you ought to see the citations. This book is so oh. full of, of evidence citations. I mean, kudos to uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. You know, uh, he's the nephew of John F. Kennedy, President John F. Kennedy, son of Robert Kennedy. Um, the anti-vaxxer conspiracy theorist. Let me tell you, but everybody really supported him before, you know, yeah, like when he was an environmentalist, they were all about some Kennedy. And the minute he realized environmental factors, including vaccines causing damage in children, once he saw the evidence on that. So his looking into environmental toxins led him to vaccines. This was yeah. not a person. No, no. Who, 
No. He was not going out to do this. But y'all, the reason it's taken me so long is that I, I literally want to highlight, underline, doggy ear, everything that I'm reading. I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. I want to share it with everybody. Shadow banned every day anyway. So I, sh I should, might as well just share it. Doesn't matter. Um, but, <laughs> but the whole point of all of this is that they knew. They knew. And I can tell you right now, Pfizer knew. Moderna knew. Because there's another clip that's on, on the Rumble link that we um, have for y'all. Um, Dr. Urso and Dr. Cole were at some testimony, like Senate hearing, something that they were talking about natural immunity. And you can see they have they excluded anybody in the trials if they had had a previous infection. Okay? They excluded them. All right? Because they knew. They also knew not only did they not need to get the vaccine, but they also knew in my very, I feel like educated, informed uh, opinion, um, that if they already had the infection, then you get the vaccine because there's already studies proving this, that you're gonna have a worse outcome, okay? Because it truly is what everybody's saying is it's dose dependent, okay? So that, and, and when you get the infection, that's considered a dose, all right? You had COVID. So then when you're getting the more spike protein from the vaccines, that's just building it up in your system. It's just making it worse. Yeah. You know, they just did a whole Pfizer document dump only because of the Freedom of Information Act, which should make you think, too, why did they want to wait 75 years? And praise God for that federal judge that said, hell no. Yep. I mean, I don't remember who it was, but that, that federal judge needs to, like, go down in the history books, too, yep. because this is why we are learning so much. Y'all should really, really, really follow um, ICanDecide.org. Um, that's I-C-A-N, decide.org. That's the Informed Consent Action Network with Del Bigtree and the High Wire. But they are, they, I don't think they've even lost a lawsuit. They haven't. I don't think they have. They are amazing. So anything that they put out, it is, you can be very assured that it is vetted and it is accurate and it is legit. Yeah. So. And they will tell you, if they think they've gotten something wrong, they'll clarify or tell you. I mean, they're so careful to actually like I'm been so impressed to be honest with you because yes. I've followed them for quite a while um and I've always been impressed by the way Del Bigtree was a producer of the doctor's tv show he was an LA guy a lifelong democrat this is not again you know and and it's sort of like uh John, Robert F Kennedy just your eyes start to open and it was a Monsanto Monsanto yep which, Which we're, we're going to dive into that. We will. We Not will be today. Doing that. Don't worry. Yeah, don't <laughs> worry. We ain't got time for that. But we want to continue to expose these corporations for their lies, their ties to Democrat, uh, not Democrats, sorry, Democrats and Republicans, but all of them. They're, I mean, ties to the government, to politicians, to the parties, um, and, and how they're getting away with it, literally getting away with murder. And, uh, and these are the topics we want to cover because we believe you should know that an informed citizen are the, the are the citizens who should vote, number one. <laughs> and, and don't vote unless you're informed. Seriously. Good gosh. Um, but I remember from our last episode with Tony, like pay attention to the local elections. Those yes. are far more important. And don't yeah. just vote in an incumbent. Please. Right. Do not just say, well, I know his name and he's been there forever. Let's bring him back. Yes. If, you, if you're happy with the way the government is right now, well, keep checking that box. But if you're not, it's time to get rid of them too. Because yeah. we need a bunch of freshmen in the classes to go pass the term limits bill and be done with this mess. Lifelong politicians are killing this country. Part of the problem. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah. Well, so, um, the, just the data, the 10,000 more pages of the Pfizer, like Kristen, what mm. was something that you learned? Cause I know you poured through it, but there's like a couple highlights <laughs> that we learned. Like I know number one is they hired a bunch of new employees, um, during that time. Right. Yeah. Well, so well, initially 600 and then they added 1800. So it's actually 2,400 and y'all, this is by the end of June. Okay. The first of last year, this yeah. was, this was December 1st, 2020 through February 28, 2021. Okay. We have gone over these death reports and um, adverse reaction reports on here before, and we've got them linked, but now they've just showed that they had to hire 
600, it specifically says due, the, due to the large numbers of spontaneous adverse event reports received for the product, the MAH has prioritized the processing of serious cases in order to meet expedited regulatory reporting timelines and ensure the reports are available. And then it said, to date, Pfizer has onboarded approximately 600 additional full-time employees. More are joining each month with an expected total of more than 1,800 additional resources by the end of June 2021, okay? And let's, let's just give you a little reminder that there was 42,086 case reports, okay? And of those, there were um, 1,223 fatal cases. That's death, in case y'all don't know that. And then this is interesting, 9,400 unknown outcomes. How do you not know in a huge study uh, or a huge post-authorization? Well, I guess this wasn't the clinical study. This was post-authorization. This is after it was authorized. And then those that had not recovered at the time of the report, 11,361. So people had case reports, okay, adverse events, 11,000 had not recovered. 520 had recovered but had still had issues. And you also need to look up the mother baby, the fetal cases, the deaths. It's not good. I cannot believe I am livid that there are still obstetricians, gynecologists, all the, that they are that they are recommending this, y'all. And I'm sorry if you are pregnant, if you are breastfeeding, please question your doctor. And this is the question I want all of y'all to ask. And if you're a parent, and you need to ask your friends to ask your the, the doctors this. What are the studies that you're looking at to prove what is what's the evidence to prove that this is safe, completely safe and effective for my child, for my baby, for whatever? Because what I'm seeing, I'm not seeing that. And you need to go to them with these documents. You need to be prepared. It is, I mean, honestly, it is your duty because you have to own your body and you need to take care of it. And if anything, I've learned so much more because those doctors. If all they say is according to the CDC, you need to run. run. That is, and they don't even have great studies at all there. So say, show me. You right. need to say, show me. You need to say, before I make this decision, I would like for you to email me everything that you have on this so that I can make a fully informed decision. And I would love to see what they send you. Don't get an argument with them. Don't get in a, yeah, because they will bully you. They will stop you. Look, as much as I have, as much as I have done, I know that I can still be like, oh, you can freeze. Okay. But you know, in your gut and in your soul, that it that it is not safe and it is not effective. Yeah, they're steamrolling with a fourth booster, which is the same. Which is the, the same, same shot as the first three. That it failed. ain't a booster, y'all. It's the same shit that it's not working. We're gonna okay? point you to our episode with Dr. Ryan Cole. If you are still on the fence about any boosters or shots, we will point you to the pathologist who takes you through what they're seeing in the human body post vaccination. And if that doesn't help you make a decision, we are not for we're we're not going to be able to help you any longer. Well, there is there is an Israeli study that they used that uh, for the CDC for them to recommend the freaking fourth booster, mm -hmm. uh, and the study actually showed that it was thirty percent effective. Yeah. Pfizer was thirty percent. Moderna was eleven percent effective. Yeah. Like they had a spike. And antibodies for maybe two weeks, three weeks, whatever it was, and then a dramatic drop. So what that means is you're going to get, you're going to sign yourself up for a vaccine every couple months. Is that what you want? Yeah. Or do you want them to actually pay attention and do the damn right thing and, and actually care about your health? Well, let me ask our audience this question. We would actually love to hear from you. Maybe we'll do a poll on our stories. Should in the coming months, the U.S. government, the CDC, Fauci, you know, the typical players tell you that COVID's back and this time it's the worst strain ever. How are you going to respond to that news? Are you going to comply with lockdowns? Are you going to get a vaccine? Are you going to mask up? Because here's the thing. If you don't know for sure what you would do at this point, we will encourage you to go read up more on all of those things. Did lockdowns work? Did masks work? Did vaccines work? Because there's very conclusive evidence by well-respected nonpartisan authorities that will tell you the truth on it. If, but they will, there is a, I think there's probably a good chance that at some point they're going to try again, okay, yep. to see who will follow. And if that is the case, and it's not a conspiracy theory to say. Fool me once, fool me twice. <laughs> shame on me, right? So 
we want to prepare our audience to have the facts, the data, the truth, the information, not the propaganda, not the opinion. We want you to have the truth so that moving forward, no one strips you of your rights because you're afraid or because you're ignorant of what's going on. We just, it is so important, especially you Americans. Canada, I don't know how y'all doing it with that dictator y'all got up there, but it is time to overthrow a dictator in Canada. My word. He froze, he froze financial accounts for anyone that was connected in any way to the trucker caravan. That is some nasty, you know what? That's, mm-hmm. That is, I can't believe he got away with that. But my point is to say, the, the way that we maintain freedom is we fight for it. And it doesn't mean we have to pick up a gun or go stand on a line or go enlist in any of our, our, our military, uh, military branches. No, you stand up for fr- freedom when you say, I will not comply and I will stand on my God-given rights as an American. And when more and more of us do that, they cannot control us. Right. The time, the do not comply, like the time is now, okay? Mm-hmm. We've been through this. If, when, if they do it again, there is nothing wrong with civil disobedience. There is nothing wrong with not complying. If the store doesn't let you in with that mask, go shop somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Buy online. Don't support them. Vote with your dollars. Um, you know, you'll be just fine. But we need to make sure that we are not playing this game again. Mm-mm. No. Yeah. And, we're, and, and the three of us, you know, we, again, come from across the political spectrum and hate partisan politics. I mean, I, we really do. And we, we, I sometimes like, I, I know the criticisms that would be said about us is that, you know, well, we, what well, we like freedom more than we like love our fellow man. Yeah. Let me tell you something. No, we have no problem loving our neighbor. The three of us, That's our emotion. lives, emotion based. emotions, our lives testify to that. We truly see very clearly now coming from three different perspectives that at the end of the day, we've been stripped of rights in the name of public health that was not based in evidential science. Exactly. So there you go. All right, y'all. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back next week. We'll see y'all. Bye. Bye. Oh, 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 oh,